Durian. All the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shake on my son. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. First one's on us. Hey, thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm Mark Rigadana. I'm Richie Byrne. And I'm the producer, Soul Joel. <laughs> Soul Joel on the production. So, uh, this week I wanted to talk... Uh, and I'm the producer, Soul Joel. Yeah, Sorry. ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ladies and ready I'm, for some... And I'm single. ...production... Well, you want I'm me here to bring you, you production value. <laughs> he immediately looked down and coincidentally my nipples Checking are hard. Nipples. No, I, I looked at your shirt because it's pink. I think it used to be red. It's worn. Yeah. <laughs> Pink's the new black. Yeah. Also the old gay. Um, so we're here at uh, Sojo Productions. Yes. And uh, the, the offices at Soul Joe Productions. Last weekend uh, was a treat. I don't know if it's the same for you, Richie, but when I'm on the road, I get really excited to find out who I'm working with if I'm not bringing someone with me. Right. I'm um, trying to get to the point where I just can always bring can always bring somebody. Yeah. I and it was a weird situation. It was a last minute. I was going to be in the Cincinnati area, and I scrambled to anybody I know that books anything in Indi- in uh, Cincinnati because I was going to be in Indiana. And uh, so what happened was I got booked and I was going to be a feature. I was going to open and I was fine with it. I need to be mm-hmm. out there anyway. So uh, I went out and I was working with a comic that I didn't know, which is so rare. It's so hard nowadays mm-hmm. because we've been in the business so mm-hmm. long. It's weird to meet a new comic that you never met before. Right. And uh, the guy's name, Jay Stevens. Shout out to Jay. He was amazing. <laughs> um, I always give a shout out. Um, Jay Stevens sounds like a DJ. <laughs> hey, it's Jay Stevens here at WKP2. <laughs> Playing you all the oldies. And out of Cleveland. Out of, Jay <laughs> Stevens from Cleveland, KP2. Ohio. I don't know where I, a number got into that letter calling somehow. <laughs> Richie does this podcast for the storytelling. Mark, the shout outs. Yes, yeah. yes, Mark. Mark's just trying to get work. <laughs> you know, like if I shout out enough comics, maybe they'll call me and go, hey, dude, I got a gig for you. Richie's show, downloaded on iTunes, episode three. You're going to hear yourself. Yeah, I gave you a shout out. Just, I gave you a shout out because it's so important. All right, so go ahead. So, Jay Stevens, you. <laughs> you know what's bad? Richie Burns is pulling in the yeah, race. <laughs> focus. Hey, guys, focus. Hey, listen. At the 15 minute mark, Richie's going to be dropping names like nobody's business. <laughs> I would never do that. William Shatner, Dr. Oz. Uh, <laughs> I already Hilarious. know the names that are about to get dropped on no, this No, I did it the last show. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the um, atonic bomb, A-bomb, is coming later. <laughs> no, but it, it was a meeting a new comic, and it was so exciting to... And he a, was headlining. Yes, and it was exciting to meet a new guy, watch an act, and go, yes, this is good. See, you, you watch, huh? I love watching This is the comedy. weird thing about Mark Riccadonna. I Joel. actually still enjoy this. Yeah, business. I I can't even watch myself. Oh, I can't it. watch myself. No, I've seen my act. I can't watch you either. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what I mean. Like, and I I w- I mean it. You see, I thought you were going to go another way with this story because I recently did a gig, 
And an old friend of mine was opening for me because he had the time off. And it's yeah. uh, Tom D'Addario. I love Tom. Yeah. And Tommy had... Shout out to Tom D'Addario. Shout out to Tom. I just shouted out to you, Tommy. And he uh, he uh, had the night off or whatever, and he, he picked up. So Because normally what happens is you become friends with comics, and then you once, hit a point. once you all hit a point where you're headlining... Both headlining. Where, yeah, you never see him again. You never see him again. That's my friend so, Matt Bergman, who I'm going to get to work with in a couple of weeks. Shout out to Matt Bergman. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be at the Valley Forge Casino. We may together. have to call. The name of the podcast yeah. should be Shout Out. And uh, <laughs> but I, I'm so excited because we lived next door to each other in Astoria. We hung out together. He was actually the first comedian my wife hung out with. Um, that when we all would go out, like he was the first guy that we all went out and hung out, and he was. Like family to us, and right. then uh, he moved, and then he started headlining, and then we would see each other's names on the calendar. Like, oh man, I just missed you here. Right, I just right, missed right. you here, and it's like you lose, you stay in touch, but you lose track of each right. other. Like, I don't know what his act's going to be like. I can't wait to watch him. Right, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, we're going to be I, on the uh, same bill. I had that with um, do you know Greg Morton? Yeah, shout yeah, out, to Greg shout Morton. out to Greg Morton. Greg was a big time mentor of mine back when I was starting and uh, he um, he actually back in I think 93, 94 he had all these um, college dates he yeah. was a big college big college guy I have a, a question about Greg how could he ever feature who's following well, all those props well I'll tell those... you I'll tell you a story it's so he hired me to open for him and I got Scott that I learn you know yeah. just going out at colleges and and literally being introduced, like I swear to God, the introductions would be like, uh, well, you know the guy, show. the guy you saw on the poster that's supposed to be here, he, he'll be out later, but this other guy's gonna get up first. Like that would be like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like your introduction being an apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Greg, God bless him, man. Greg would sit in the back, and he would tell me, do as much time as you can, and if you don't. If you're bombing, you want to get off, get off. But whenever I was killing, he would sit in the back and just give me a signal. Keep going. Keep going. He would never, ever. Really? I mean, the guy. Oh, oh, because you're, you're almost giving the wrap up. Sound. No, keep going. Oh, keep going. And, wow. And sometimes Wait, I do. Isn't it stretch? Wrap it up. Maybe maybe I'm getting the signals wrong. <laughs> but who's paying it? We're, we're, it's on radio, guys. No one can see. I mean, you were doing it right. Maybe he was doing, doing stretch. Right. I don't know. R Richie was an actor. He didn't really play baseball. Could you guys <laughs> could you guys ruin this story anymore? My God. No, I'm glad Mark said it because I was thinking it. <laughs> so the point is the guy would let me go long if I were killing. Who does That's that? That's great. And and then here's the thing that amazed me always was he'd get up after there were times where I'd do 30, 35 minutes and I and killing and I'd be like, How's he gonna follow this? He always followed it and he always crushed. Yeah, he did solid. he Rascal's comedy out. There used to be a TV show Rascal's I Comedy that. Out. Because you were saying, How do you follow Greg Morton, right? Yeah. What Rascals would do was the headliner, they had their TV show on Thursday nights. So whoever was headlining for the week went last. When the TV show finished, the headliner would go back up and do like 20, 25 minutes in front of that audience. Greg did his whole... That Back then he had this amazing ending where he imitated Prince and Mick Jagger. It was amazing. 
Amazing. Yeah. And pro- it was a big, it was unbelievable. He couldn't follow himself. <laughs> he, he told him he had to go back up. He's like, I couldn't follow me. He was like, they hated me after seeing me. <laughs> oh, this guy. How did he follow? <laughs> Can't they bring back the other guy? <laughs> so, but I, but he, uh, he's one of those guys where he was like a mentor to me. He was a friend to me, and I don't see him. At all anymore because I became a headliner. He was a headliner. Where am I going to work with Greg? Yeah, you know that's well. You that's know? what's funny is working at Stand Up New York. I got to meet all these amazing, amazing guys that all took me under their wing. And then when I started to yeah. get the headline, I don't get to see him anymore. Right, right. And it sucks because it, like I'll be on the road and these young comics will be talking about certain guys and putting them in the highest regards and talking about how these guys are legends and i'm like oh i hung out with them yeah. and they all think i'm being douchey but it's yeah like, i know no man like i worked at a comedy club i'm not saying i'm as good as them right i worked and would go out for drinks and hang out with a lot of amazing people well, i love them do you know jim norton <laughs> shut up they were just and then you know he home. used to open for me and then you sound ridiculously like douchey. yeah like yeah i'll tell oh, you a funny yeah. story about norton Went back in. The, Norton was smart because Norton would take gigs in Jersey or whatever weeknight gigs that paid. So you're making a couple of dollars, but he never wanted a headline because he wanted to get his ass into the city and sit at the cellar and try and get on. You know what? The earlier he got there, the better. So he was working for a booker in Jersey, and no one wanted. The booker was like, uh, "I have to headline you," and Norton's like, "I'm not. I don't want a headline." And he's like, but I have to, you know, you're, you're getting too strong. Norton goes, if I can find someone that'll follow me, that can follow me, can I continue? Can I bring them? Can I bring, and he goes, the guy goes, yeah. So he calls me, he goes, listen, can you come to do this gig? And we go in and I, we sit down, he introduces me to the booker and the booker goes, this is the first time the middle ever brought the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny you're that saying that. That is hilarious. That was, my, that was my scenario coming up as a comic because I was a booker in New York City. Right. And then I w- was friendly with all these Right. So they'd bring owners. you with their opening. So they would go, no, club owners would go, we want to have you in, whatever. Can you suggest a headliner? Right. And so I would go, well, uh, you know, this guy James Smith is really funny. Right, right, and right, right. And then go, I remember so James. do you want to come out and bring James? And I'm like calling right. calling a comment. Hey, I got a gig. Can you headline for <laughs> me this weekend? <laughs> That's so funny. So, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, going back a couple stories with Greg, I wanted to thank you as someone that I look up to. When I look up to both you guys working with together, you guys would always tell me, just go up and do your time, and I'll take care of the rest. But you've given me that same advice as he did. Yeah. Without me realizing where it came from. Yeah. I just thought it was something. But it's, it's, it's nice to see that you... Yeah, Greg was always you like... Passed that, you passed you that along. Give back. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that instills confidence in your opener, I think, and especially me. Like I, I just I don't never want to be a headliner. I never want to be you guys. I just enjoy going up, just doing a little crowd work, introducing the crowd, and it helps me save money because I'm already there, running the sound. I don't right. leave the room. But when, when you go up, just go up and have fun. Do your time. I'll cover it. And, and we all know Richie's going to know exactly well, how to cover it. Which is the opposite of what you said in the other podcast, where you said when a middle actor opener goes over their time, I just take it out of mine. No, well, you in, in this case, well, I, and I'll always do that because it's, no it's about though. the audience. It, so if a guy goes up. What time do you want the show over? Right. But I'm, I'm saying like if a guy goes up and he's supposed to do 15 and he only does 10, I'll cover the other five. Right. Yeah. I just will. But if they do 20... 
That's now true. I'm doing. That's, yeah, that's I just Richie did remind me though. He's like, remember all those times I said I would go short. I also said I would go long. So right. I'm here, right, right, team player, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. I have the time to fill whatever right. you need. I once did a show. Yeah. Yeah. I once did a show not that long ago, and it was like a Jersey like one nighter. I'm not going to say who booked it or anything, and uh, like a restaurant and. Comedy at the back of an Italian restaurant? Dude, yes. Yeah, it was an Italian (laughs) restaurant. And um, there were only like 20 people in the room. And I got a standing ovation. And... (laughs) That's not easy. And I'm not bragging. I mean, I'm... don't certainly not. And... No, we heard the setup. Maybe they were just trying to get out of there. (laughs) So, well, they thought the show was over. They got up, started walking out. So, I swear to God, God, they're clapping. And I walked off, and the owner of the restaurant, this little Italian woman, goes, You got to go back and do more time. And I go, No, I don't. This is an opera. She goes, No, they they want you to come back. And I go, I well, how much are you going to pay me? She goes, You're getting a standing ovation. They want you to come back out. They were literally yelling, come back, come back. And, I, and I'm like, you have to pay me. I did my time. And she got pissed at me. She's like, like she was, a, a, I'm like, do you give out second dinners for free? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Is what, dessert free if is, you enjoy yeah. dinner? Did, yeah. Oh, my God. That dinner was so great. Can I have dessert for free? Sure. Absolutely. Right. She would not pay me. Like, uh, you know what I mean? She wasn't paying. She, she refused to pay me. And. And like, <laughs> got mad at me, like, and like, because people think you fix the toilet so well. Why don't you get in that tub and start <laughs> snaking we it? Don't, I don't. I mean, I understand. We all we all love food. How many times have we pulled up a, a late night at like a uh, like a Taco Bell or whatever thing, and they're like, "Sorry, we're closed." Like right. a pizza place, they they don't just like roll up the yeah. door again and be like, "Oh, no, somebody's hungry." And I under and I know a lot of comics would have went back. I'm like, "No, I did. You're you're not paying me enough for me to be here." It was like a Thursday night. You know how those kids yeah. are. And you're like, "Why am I?" As you're driving to it, you're like, "Why did I say yes to this?" You ever do those gigs where, like, most of my life in in April when <laughs> just <laughs> last week in April when they call you and they're like, "Hey, I got this gig. It's a Thursday night. It's not a lot of money, but they'll feed you." And you're like, All right, "Whatever." And then come October when you gotta go do it, you're like, "Why did Why? I say yes to this?" You know, I have a couch at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that I'm sounding kind of like did sound very richy, <laughs> but I know that a lot of people like if you're not a comic, you're looking going, "Oh, that guy." He's jaded. I'm not. It's just you, we don't get you, paid a lot of money to begin well, no, with. People think, and I'm not going to get caught up in the... People think just because we like what we do, the, we should give it away. Yeah, yeah. There's a value. Yes. We have a value. Yeah, and it was like you didn't... You got more than you deserve. For, I got you a standing ovation in front of 20 people for your crappy money, and now you want me to go back and do more, and you're not willing to give me extra money? Screw you. Right. You're not getting paid on the next week when they have I don't know a comedy. How we got on this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's my other pet peeve that I don't know how you as a booker feel, but I love when a I do a gig at a and, a, and a, someone will say, "Hey, I want to book you for my private party or whatever," and the, the booker of the room is like, "Hey, uh, I get a piece of that." I'm like, well, you're not my manager. Yeah, but it's my room. And I'm like, okay, well, when someone comes up to you and says, that was a great show, I want to bring your show to my bar, am I definitely getting that gig? Because the show was great because of me, not because you booked it. Right. Well, 
here's when I had a problem with this. I that, have a, I think I have a different point of view than you, but let's listen to Joel first. So, <laughs> yeah. let's get Joel out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't want to. No, I want to know your opinion it. on this. So, uh, I, I was, it was, um, it was Lefty's Tavern, and it was it was a room I've been doing uh, for seven years now. And and honestly, you told me this story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not gonna say names where right. it was, but like. I, Say names. I honestly... Uh, I want names. I did mention the guy's name <laughs> earlier, didn't I? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. So I have... Uh, I have... I, I, I just... Everybody knows me there. It's like my cheers. I meant the guy... I mentioned the guy's name earlier when we were off the air. It's not Tom Tadario that we're talking about right, right now. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Or well, Greg Moore. I thought about that as you said it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't have cards on me. One of the ladies who hired me for a fundraiser, I have one coming up with her... Um, she said, she goes, hey, the guy in front of me, sitting in front of me, talked about wanting to hire my company to do a fundraiser. Not in particular these comics. They just wanted to do a fundraiser and knows that I put on show yeah. and I bring the sound system and everything well, most to of the, the time when you do fundraisers, you also have somebody announce like, hey, if your business or company's interested in a fundraiser. Yeah, come see me. Come see him right. and he got cards. So I go, I don't have any cards on me. Let me go to my car. And this comic who I was in the middle of talking to saying it's nice to work with you for the first time, let's work together again, goes, I got cards on me and walks straight over to the guy and hands him his card. I'm like... Dude, you weren't even. I, mm. I mean, he might as well had a instead of a card. Why not a knife? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he is cutting your throat. So, <laughs> thank you. Here's the thing. That's why I'm a producer. <laughs> here's the thing that bothers me with this is, whenever I do a show, and it was I learned this from doing colleges, and after the show, they go, "We want to bring you back. We want you to come back to the college. We want you to come back and do next year." Because I was an opening act and they want me to headline. I always say, contact the producer at, or contact the agent. I'd love to come back. Because I don't want to poach. I don't want to poach that's the not, gig. That's not what, I, what I'm talking about. Though. I agree with that. I don't ever want to poach and then have the producer call me and go, Hey, you went and did that show. I'm the one who brought you there. Like, right. You know, whatever. So my theory on it is always defer to whoever hired me to be there. Contact Joel. He'll he'll gladly book me. Yeah, I mean more like you I have a I had a manager. I have a manager, right? Yeah. Uh, they book my shows. They've done, So I go to your show and I do it and someone wants me for a private party. You're not my manager. What I'm not giving you a piece of that. You happen to book the show, and I happen to do well on the show. That's not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I'm not coming back you're to going this place. Somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, that makes. Yeah. Sense. I'm now. I have to give my manager ten percent. I'm giving you ten percent. No. And it was a hundred dollar gig. Yeah, so you know. Really. <laughs> I wish it was a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you show up. We were talking about. Seeing comics. Seeing buddies or seeing enemies. Have you ever had to do the, a week on the road and the comic you were working with, you could not stand? Yes. I had a drive with a comic in the South. And the funny thing is, this is years ago, and he was, I was headlining. And he was this Southern comic who did all those Southern comic things. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. he, he roped phrases. a guy in the front row to achy breaky heart and lap danced Ooh. him you know everything you know and then i have to get up hey i'm from new york 
You know, and they, they hated Ooh. me. So he had an, a bad attitude to begin with because, like, why am I following? Why is this guy following me? I'm they're better. Clear, they clearly like what you I know? said. And, and, I had a, and that was, like, the longest week I've ever had in my life because not only I had to take a train down in North Carolina or whatever because I didn't have a car. This a long time ago. And I had a drive with this guy, and it was just unbearable. Oh. It was so was unbearable. There was a period of time where you didn't have a car? Oh yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you didn't need one because you're just no. There was, I mean, I couldn't afford one back in the early '90s and stuff. Oh, I mean, oh. you know, I was in, uh, I mean, car, you know, back then. I don't know about you, or, or but I, there's nothing worse on the road than when you're driving and you worry your car's gonna break down. The whole ride, all you're thinking is, am I gonna make it? You know, you, you, have I, you ever had that happen? I've where, been fortunate enough. Every car that I've buried, I knew it was coming to a point where it was like. I got to get another car, be, and then I'll take this back out on the road and get rid of it. Like, I've always got rid of the car before. So, if not I, to the gig, it's happening on the way home. Yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just went through it, too, which is funny. And, uh, but I had my car was... It's funny, because your car didn't look like that, but I guess it's the way the engine well, sounded. No, it no, the engine was fine. I, I think the car was beat up. It was a Toyota Camry. It was in 2008. 2007, I forget, and uh, but I just, it was like I had 190,000 miles on it. Oh wow! And I w- I really wanted to get to 200, and even and and uh, it died on me one day right by my house. But then it started 10,000 short. Yeah, and my wife was like, "You can't keep it." Was I, I know I started two oil rent- changes. Dude, Come I on. started renting cars rather than take this car because yeah. I was worried if it's a long ride or so that's I said you got to buy a car so I went out and bought a, you know a new car but it's just funny I wanted to get that 200 so as bad. a comic we love our cars so much I had a Honda Civic and I flipped the odometer twice wow and then it was getting close to the end and I actually a mechanic friend of mine in Ohio I took it to him he always did all the maintenance work on it and uh he actually I was like I'm getting rid of it whatever he goes you know, I'll buy it off you, and of course, for nothing, you know, right. whatever. I was home. That was four years ago. I was home. He's still driving it around. Really? Because the gears are all screwed up, but really, because you know, it was manual. I mean, if you don't have far to go, why not? You know. Anyway, I don't know how we got into this. <laughs> yeah. Welcome um, to Car one Talk. One day, uh, Richie met. <laughs> um, but you don't. There's comics where you. You walk in and you're like, we you don't know. We were talking about comics uh, you don't like. Go no, we were talking about uh, this going overseas and playing yes. for the troops. There, I had never worked with uh, Blake Clark. I uh, love Blake Clark. I don't oh, know him personally, but dude, his stand up is awesome. His stand up's awesome. When we did the tour, it's a two week tour, and we're going all over Europe. Spending yeah. two weeks with that guy is one of the most amazing things you could possibly do. We had you him know, recording podcasts because that guy got uh, stories for he, days. For days. I mean, he's worked with everybody. He's a Vietnam vet. vet. You know, I mean, <laughs> he did Carson. You know, mm. and you just, you'd sit on a plane or a back of a bus with him and talk, and he just had story. And he, I remember, like, going, I don't want this to end because he, uh, but I'll tell you, his, his great Blake Clark story that I, I, tell all the time and it's not Blake it's actually my Adam Sandler story back in 88 uh, I was dating a girl and um, her roommate and her worked at a restaurant in the city and um, 
they worked days, and the manager of the restaurant was Adam Sandler's childhood friend. So Sandler, he, he was like on remote control at the. Yeah, was, you know what I mean? Remember? Colin Quinn. Yeah, with Colin yeah, yeah, Quinn, yeah. And, and I think he was Theo's best friend on the Huxtable That's on a, right. the, what the, the Cosby Cosby show. show. So. He would come in that restaurant, and my girlfriend's roommate, she was gorgeous, and, 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 and he would just hit on this girl. And she was like, listen, I have a boyfriend, blah, 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 I'm not interested. So then her and the boyfriend break up. And he, this is why you become famous, because he was relentless from what I, you know. Right. He would come in every day, you know, go out, <laughs> go out. So he says, um, he says, come, uh, just come to the comic strip Friday night. And, uh. Uh, everything on me, just see my act and, you know, everything on me. And she goes, I don't want to go alone. He goes, bring Ann, my girlfriend. And, and he goes, yeah. and she goes, well, you know, Ann's boyfriend is trying to get into comedy. Bring him. It's all on me. It's on me. Don't worry about a thing. Blah, blah, blah. Bring him. The three you come Friday night, blah, blah, blah. So have I ever told you the story? Yeah. So we go that that Friday night. I, I had to take off from work. I think I was bartending at the time. We go, we go to the comic strip, and I knew we were in trouble. We get there, we're like Adam Sandler, and they're like, yeah, he's on the show. We're like, no, no, we're, he's got reservations. They're like, well, there aren't any reservations, but we'll get you a table, and when he gets here, we'll take care of it. So now you sit down, and the show's going. We're ordering food. We're ordering drinks. <laughs> Halfway through the show, yeah. Adam Sandler gets up, does his act, comes off, walks right past us. Did he goes bomb? Right, no, but comes right off the stage. Goes right past us. Doesn't stop. He's. We're like, did he not see us? So he leaves. But does does he do the thing like he like he avoids eye contact? Too? There was like, no eye. He yeah, just yeah, yeah. It was weird. So he goes right past us. It goes out to the bar. So we're there. The show goes on. The show ends. They come up. They got a check, one hundred fifty dollars. And we're like, no, Adam Sandler. It said he'll take care. Of They're like, Adam left. So guess who had to pay? The money, oh, me. Boy. So I pay. That Monday, they're at work. He comes in, like nothing. Ha- and the girl's like, "What the hell, man?" You know. And he goes over to my girlfriend. He says, "This is my phone number. Have your boyfriend call me." So I call him. Hey, uh, uh, you know. And, and he goes, "Yeah, listen." He said, "I'm going to L. I'm going to L. A. for two weeks. When I get back, I'm going to get you an audition at the comic strip." And I'm like. I don't want an audition at the comic strip. I want the I want the hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm broke, right? And he's like, "No, all right, man. Just call me in two weeks. Call me in two weeks. Two weeks to that day. Two weeks, dude. I call that number. Guy answers. Hello. I go, hi. Is Adam there? I'm like, Adam. I go, yeah. And he goes, no. I go, well, I'm. He told me to call him. He said that he was gonna help. Get, he owes me money. The guy goes, Adam moved to LA. He's not coming back. Oh my God! That's so crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that had to be 1988, right? Yeah. Fast forward to like 2000. I'm an established comedian. I'm on this military tour with Blake Clark, who was in all of Best Adam's movies. With Adam. Yeah. He's- so everywhere we go, dude. Everywhere we go, every army base, every naval base, wherever we went. Somebody, we'd be sitting somewhere. Someone would always walk up without it and go, "Hey, Adam Sandler," to Blake Clark, like, "Hey, you, like, yeah, Adam." Sandler. I connect you to that guy every time. Somebody said, "Hey, Adam Sandler," I would go, "Motherfucker owes me one hundred fifty dollars." <laughs> <laughs> that is now sad. for two weeks. 
I'm sure that wouldn't never you, got old to Blake. Wouldn't you go, oh, what happened? Or, Does Richie have Tourette's? Blake <laughs> never acknowledges it for two weeks. And it goes on all the time, no matter where we went. <laughs> hey, Adam Sandler, motherfucker owes me $150. Nothing. <laughs> and, and, and it's not like Blake and I were hanging out all the time. I never tried to tell him what happened. He didn't want to. The last day, the last day, final show, we're sitting on a stoop uh, outside the, at this army base. And he's smoking a cigar. I'll know because I love Blake. Blake's got that voice. and know. And Blake's smoking a cigar, and these guys come up, two pilots. It was airport. Two pilots come up. They go, hey, Adam Sandler. I go, motherfucker, owes me $150. Blake turns and goes, if I give you the $150, will you shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what we should do. I think we're at the point of the show where we should shut the fuck up. Hilarious. Folks. Thank you for listening. Please wow. tell a friend. Please tell a lot of friends. Yeah, tell all of your friends. And tell them that, you know, Adam Sandler owes Richie. Uh, I, yeah, dogs. tell Adam Sandler to listen. What, the, 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 the uh, teleport where you, uh, you say it at the end, where, where you, you see him at, years later. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. One, one P.S. Uh, I forgot this postscript. How could I forget this? Oh, well, I, I, I now thought, the punchline. I, I thought you were going to tell uh, Mark. There's a, there's one comic who loves this story. His name's Ryan Marr. You know Ryan. Yes. He loves this. Shout story. out to Ryan Marr. Shout out to Ryan Marr. He loves this story. So anytime I work with Ryan, he makes me tell the story on stage or whatever. So I'm working at Doctor Oz show in NBC, and across the hall is Jimmy Fallon show, right? And Who's on the show? Adam Sandler. (laughs) First thing I do is call Ryan Marr and go, dude, Adam Sandler's in the studio. He's here. He's in the uh, he's in the building. He's like, you have to tell you have to get that money from him. You have to go up and tell him the story. It's your you civic have, duty. You, you must do this, Richie. You must do this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like getting me all psyched up. You go tell him I want my money. But all right, man, okay. He's in the hall. I walk by. I go, Adam Sandler? He goes, yeah. I go, I'm a really big fan, man. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, just so we can keep score, I want to know who dropped more names this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Bird, tune in. L- listen, laugh, and share. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.